listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, it's the precursor to the I Love Lucy show, starring Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. This episode originally aired on April 8th, 1949, and it's called Gum Machine. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper, two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers today, it is breakfast time, and at the table, a little domestic drama is taking place. George is engrossed in the morning paper, and Liz finds herself sitting there with no one to talk to. Uh, this, of course, is a scene which never happens in any other home. One thing about George, though, no matter how interested he is in the paper, when Liz speaks, he comes right to attention. George. George. You haven't kissed me this morning. Hmm? George, I'm talking to you. Hmm? George Cooper, do you want me to set fire to that paper? Yes, dear. <laughs> All right, you ask for it. Liz, do you smell... Hey, the paper's on fire! Liz! Oh. Gosh, somebody put it out! Oh. Liz! Gosh, how do you suppose that ever happened? I lit it. You? Yes, me, and it's all your fault. My fault? I was just sitting here minding my own business. Oh, no, you weren't. I'm your business at the breakfast table. You pay attention to me, not the sports page. Oh, gee, Liz, I just took a Ever little... since spring training started, there have been 11 of us eating breakfast. Eleven? Yes, you, me, and the Dodgers. Oh, you're exaggerating. I am not. How do you think I feel, George? You don't pay any attention to me. When you kiss me on the cheek, you don't even look up. It might just as well be a lump of putty. Well, no one can say I treat my wonderful wife like that. I'll put the paper away right now. Well, that's better. I won't even finish this article I was reading about gout. 
Say, look at the round demerit shot yesterday. Hmm. George? George? Hmm? Kiss me. Yes, dear. Kiss me again. Hmm. There, you did it twice. What? For your information, you just kissed this half a grapefruit. I held that out instead of my cheek, and you kissed it. Oh, now, Liz. You don't even know the difference between my cheek and a grapefruit. You too. I knew it all the time. Well, why didn't you say something? Well, I couldn't. I had a seed caught in my teeth. Oh. <laughs> Come here, honey. You're right, you know. It's awful the way I get mixed up in the paper and forget everything else. I don't mean to. Well, it's nice of you to admit it. George, do you want to do something to make up for it? Yes. Then you tell Katie she can't have this Saturday off. Well, Liz, that's tomorrow. You were supposed to tell her that a week ago. We've invited the people already. I know. I just didn't get around to doing it. You know how Katie is. She gets so mad. Are you afraid of her? Don't be silly. Well, then tell her. I wouldn't blame her for getting angry now. She's probably made plans for tomorrow night. Well, you tell her, George. It's a man's job. No, Liz. You have to learn to run your own house. Couldn't I not tell her at all? We could get someone else in. No. Maybe I could try to make her think tomorrow's Friday. No, Liz. Now I want you to tell her right now when she brings the coffee in. All right, I will. I'm not afraid. Good. Why should I be afraid of her? Yeah, well, here she comes. <clears throat> well? <clears throat> coffee, Mrs. Cooper? I mean, no thanks, Katie. Well, I'll take the pot back in the kitchen. Oh, Katie. Yes, sir? Mrs. Cooper has something to tell you. Yes, Mrs. Cooper. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Is that all you wanted to tell me? Yes, that's all. Katie. Katie, we're having company tomorrow night, so, so you won't be able to take the evening off. Oh, all right, Mr. Cooper. That'll be fine. I'll make something real nice. <laughs> Oh, I'm such a fool, George. I don't know why I'm always afraid to speak up when I know the easiest way is to face the problem and get it over with. Well, not only that, it's the principle of the thing. I know it. If you don't stand up for your rights, people will walk all over you. You're right, and from now on, I'm going to stand up for my rights. And if anyone doesn't like it, that's just too bad. Good. Hand me the cream, Liz. Here. Hey, this cream is sour. Oh, it can't be. The milkman only delivered it yesterday. Well, here, I'll throw it away. No, don't throw it away, Liz. The thing to do is to show it to the milkman and make him give you a new bottle. Oh, but George, it's only a little old pint of cream. Liz? It isn't worth fussing about. Liz? It probably only took the cow a couple of seconds. <laughs> know it the way they charge for it. Well, you see, the expense comes in training the cows to sit on those little bottles. <laughs> well, bad jokes aside, it's the principle of this thing that counts. You've got to speak to the milkman and stand up for your rights. All right, George, I'll speak to him. That's my girl. I'd like to hear what you say to him. Uh, what time does he get here? Oh, he doesn't get here until late in the afternoon, way, way late. Oh, too bad. 
Uh, Mrs. Cooper. Yes, Katie? Uh, the milkman's coming up the walk. Oh. Uh, what do we need today? I want to see him, Katie. He left some sour cream here yesterday. No. Yes, and he can't do that to me. Come on, I'm going to stand up for my rights. That a girl. Who does he think he is? The more I think about it, the madder I get. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Oh, here he comes, the poor fella. That's telling him, Liz. Well, it was just a little old pint. Liz, I'm disappointed in you. Oh, Mr. Milkman. Yes? Uh, could I see you a minute? Oh, sure. Oh, you're brave now. I softened him up for you. Yes, sir. Uh, the cream you left here yesterday was sour. Sour? You mean a pint of Hogan's frolicking milkmaid cream was sour? That's right. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, I shudder to think what Mr. Hogan's going to do to that cow that gave that milk. Oh, what will happen? Tomorrow morning, that cow will get a milker with cold hands. Well, I honestly don't think we should be charged for the pint that wasn't any good. Charged? Oh, here, let us make it up to you. Have some whipping cream on Hogan's. Have a pound of butter. A dozen eggs. Oh, now, wait a minute. Let him alone, George. <laughs> and because you've been such a good sport, a year's supply of cottage cheese. You hit the jackpot. <laughs> it's just our way of keeping our customers happy. You see... We can't afford a radio program. Well, thank you. Oh, think nothing of it. Well, see you tomorrow. There, see how easy it was, Liz? Oh, George, I really learned my lesson this time. You'll see. George was so right. Did you notice the way I spoke right up to that butcher at the meat market just now? <laughs> I nearly died when you told him to hold both hands over his head while he was weighing the steak. <laughs> well, I'm tired paying 80 cents a pound for his thumb. He sure jumped when I told him off, didn't he? And I guess it pays to speak up. Oh, wait a minute, Katie. I want to get a piece of gum out of this machine. I had a penny here someplace. Oh, here it is. Well, where's the gum? How do you work this thing? Well, here are some directions. Uh, one, put penny in slot. I did. Two, push lever in. Three, pull lever out. Four, where's the gum? <laughs> Maybe it's out of gum. Well, then I ought to get my penny back. What's the matter with this thing? Mrs. Cooper, it's only a penny. I don't care. It isn't a penny. It's a principle of the thing. I don't like to be robbed. Mrs. Cooper, there's a crowd gathering. Well, let them gather. All right, all right. What's going on here? Officer, I put a penny in this machine and nothing came out. Temper, temper. That's no way to handle it, getting rough. 
You're shaking the whole building and people have work to do in there. You're about as funny as this machine. Hey, just a minute. Someone's been breaking into these gum machines and stealing the pennies. Do you know anything about it? Yes, I'm the ringleader. What's your name? Two-Gun Jean the Chickle Queen. Come on, Mrs. Cooper. Not until I copy down the name of the company who owns this one-finger bandit. You're a stubborn one, aren't you? For your information, it isn't the penny I'm interested in. It's the principle of the thing. I'm going to call up that company and demand my penny back. Bully for you. Mrs. Cooper, you're not really going to call that company, are you? I most certainly am. It isn't the money, Katie. It's the principle of the thing. I know. Here it is. The Ballyhoo Vending Machine Company, Sycamore 3450. And I hope you can get the line. I tried to call the cleaners this morning, and that Brooklyn blabbermouth was on the party line. Well, I hope she's off by now. So what's it to you, Eddie? <laughs> what's it to you? Ah, She's still yakking, Katie. No. Yep, nasal hazel herself. Listen, Rudy, I want to know how come you're dating other guys, hey? I thought we was going to stay. Eddie, a girl with my charm can't be stingy. I got to spread it around. It's the price I pay for having a personality with so many faucets. <laughs> It must be those faucets that make you such a big drip. Who said that? I did. Look, will you please hang up? I'm in a hurry to use the phone. I thought so. Eddie, Miss Big Ears is here. Who's that? She's the one I was telling you about. Oh, the nosy thing with the dyed hair. Now, wait a minute. You've never seen me. How do you know my hair is dyed? I mean, what makes you think my hair is dyed? I listen on the phone, too, you know. I hear you ordering henna rinse by the gallon. That happens to be for my maid, Katie. My hair is black. From the sound of your voice, I'd believe it was polka dot. Oh. <laughs> she makes me so darn mad. Why doesn't she get off? The gum machine company will close in a few minutes. Well, try again. Maybe she had a sudden attack of laryngitis. Oh, no such luck. I'll try, but I know it's hopeless. Frankly, Rudy, I don't see what you see in that Hyman Weissmussen you was out with last night. Well, for one thing, he shows me a good time, which is more than I can say for some people. Give me a for instance. Take last night already. Last night, we went driving in the moonlight, and music was playing all the time, and we had delightful refreshments. So what? I could do that, too, if I had a good humor, Chuck. <laughs> Please get off the line. I only have a minute to make my call. You've been on here all day. Listen, the least you could do is to let me make a few calls. It happens to be my day off. Oh, really? When you're off, who sets up the pins at the bowling alley? <laughs> Why, you dirty... Uh, uh, uh. Well, Liz is embarking on a crusade for individual rights with a campaign directed against the local dragon of oppression, the Ballyhoo Vending Machine Company. As we find her now, she is on her way to do battle, and George is dropping her off at ringside in front of the vending machine company. There it is, Liz. Go get him. 
You think I'm silly, don't you? No, I don't. This is a good object lesson for you. If you stand up for your rights in the little things, you'll do it in the big ones. Why don't you wait for me, George? It'll only take a second. No, no, I have to go to the bank for a minute. I'll meet you for lunch in half an hour at Nicodell's. All right. So long, Carrie Nation. to speak to the president of this crooked gum machine company. Sorry, Mr. Ballyhoo is busy right now. You sound as though you have a complaint. I have. I put a penny in that machine. One moment, please. You'll have to see our complaint manager. Just go right in that office over there. Thank you. I'd like to make a complaint. So what's your problem, huh? (laughs) Oh, no. This can't be happening to me. Already, I know that voice. You're the crumb on my party line. Well, Miss Blabbermouth. Well, Miss Budinsky. So that's what you look like. Well, so that's what you look like. You know, I never dreamed you'd be an intelligent young lady with a charming manner and a pretty face. Oh, you didn't? No. How right I was. Uh, were you lying to me about having black hair? Or is your head on fire? (laughs) Well, deep down, I'll have to admit I was lying. No, you weren't. Deep down, it is black. (laughs) That's about enough out of you. Isn't there anyone else I can speak to around here? Sorry, sister. I'm the Ballyhoo Vending Company's only troubleshooter. What's biting you? Well, I have been victimized by one of your incompetent vendors of chickle. Ah. <laughs> to put it into words you can understand, I was robbed, hey. You was, hey? <laughs> I put a penny in one of your crooked machines and nothing came out. I'd like my penny back. Okay, if we've got your penny, you can have it back. You've got it, all right. Describe it. <laughs> Describe it. Look, we get thousands of pennies every day. How do we know which one is yours? How do we know you lost one? I'm telling you. We can't trust you. You don't even know what color your own hair is. (laughs) It is your own, ain't it? All right, I'll describe the penny for you. It was round and made of copper, and it had a picture of Lincoln on it. Abraham? No, Nebraska. (laughs) Why are you so in love with that penny? Did Lincoln give it to you personally? It's not the money, it's the principle of the thing. Are you going to give me my penny or not? I'm not empowered to dish out a penny to every deadbeat who comes in here and hollers his or her head off, as the case may be. You'll have to fill out a refund complaint. All right, let's fill it out and get it over with. Okay. Name? Big Ears. (laughs) Just a minute. That's Mrs. George Cooper. Address? 321 Bundy. Business? Sticking her nose into other people's. Look, I'll answer the questions if you don't mind. All right. Date of birth? Next question. <laughs> Date of birth? 1923. My, you're big for your age, ain't you? <laughs> Oh, why is that question on there anyway? It isn't. I just wanted to know. Oh! Next up, was the machine operated correctly? Certainly it was operated correctly. Do you think I'm a moron? One at a time. That's the answer to the next question. (laughs) I've had 
enough of this runaround. You'll hear from my lawyer. Lawyer? Yes. I'm going to get that penny back if it takes the last cent I've got. Of all the ridiculous things, wasting an afternoon arguing with that nitwit. Oh, what's the matter, little boy? Well, but why are you crying? Have you lost your money? No, but I'm too little to reach up to that gum machine. Oh, kid, are you asking for trouble? I want some gum and I'm just short. Sweetie, sweetie, look. I'm t- honey, honey, I'm telling you for your own good, stay short. Don't eat your bread crust. knew this would happen. What? The Ballyhoo Vending Machine Company has struck again. No gum? No gum. You stole my penny. What? You stole my penny. This lady stole my penny. She stole my penny. Hey, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'll put in a penny of my own. Thanks, lady. Darn it, I don't have a penny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, honey. I just don't have one. What can I do? That's all we put in. Is that all? Well, I'll take one, too. I put one in another machine. And I'll take one more. What for? I put one in another machine, too. Where? Don't ask questions about mine. I won't ask questions about yours. Oh, I really did. Now, let's see. What else could I take one for? Yeah, how about one for the cop on the beat? you. Still at it, eh? Well, we finally caught you red-handed. What do you mean? We've been after you for a long time. We figured there was an older person teaching these kids how to crack the gum machines. You ought to be ashamed. Oh, officer, I can explain. I was just helping this little boy, wasn't I, Sonny? Yeah, she helped me get the pennies out. Uh Uh-huh. Now, just a minute. Yes, here. She ripped it off the wall and smashed it on the sidewalk. Why, you little stool pigeon. Keep talking, Sonny. Well, after she smashed the machine, she started dividing up the loot. What are you doing, turning state's evidence? Don't blame this sweet, helpless child. Huh? You're the one who's responsible for leading these innocent babes into a life of crime. Oh, now, wait a minute. Nothing you can say can make any difference. You're going to jail, Mrs. Fagan. Come on, Liz. The car's parked down here. George, are you mad at me? Why should I be mad at you? It only cost me 50 bucks to bail you out of jail. And another 50 for breaking the gum machine. Now, remember what you said, George. It's not the money, it's the principle of the thing. I just happen to have expensive principles. Well, I'm in no humor for jokes. 
Honestly, Liz, every time I turn around, you've landed in a mess. How do you do it? I took a course in it at night school. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on. Smile at me, George. One of your pretty ones, huh? No. And come on, don't stand in the middle of the street. You'll get hit. Kiss me. Liz. I'm not moving from this spot till you kiss me. Oh, now, don't be silly. I mean it. Oh, you crazy. <laughs> Who can move? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Oh, it's lucky I love you or you'd never get away with things like this. Now, wait a minute. I want to get some cigarettes. Oh, George, not out of the machine, please. Well, now, don't be silly, Liz. Well, these cigarette machines always work. They're not like the penny ones. Funny. No cigarettes came out. George, please, just forget it, huh? It can happen to the best of us. Well, not to me it can't. George... George, George, don't jiggle the lever. It, it it makes the machine mad, I'm telling you. Now, leave me alone, Liz. I put my good money in here and... What's going on? Oh, no. At it again, eh, Mrs. Fagan? I see you're using older boys now. You get a thousand dollar fine for this. A thousand dollars? Well, you don't understand, officer. I'm not working with this man that's hitting the machine. You're not? No, I never saw him before in my life. Liz, how could you do this to me? You're just the first offender, George. It isn't the principal thing. It's the money. Come on, the both of you! My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, it seems to me that companies just don't value customers anymore, or at least they don't show that they do. I mean, if one has a legitimate complaint, it just seems like companies just don't want to hear it and they'll label their customer as a Karen. But that being said, some customers are just awful. So it is season six, and if you enjoy My Favorite Husband, then it will be here for the duration of this season. But stay tuned on Friday's program for more information about uh, what our sixth season has in store for us. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we join Private Eye, George Valentine, and Let George Do It, and join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of My Favorite Husband. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off. <laughs>